You're listening to Mapleview Community Church Podcast. It is wonderful to be with you again, and I want to move into our theme, the Burning Heart series this month of April. I, I'm going to, let over the course of the next number of weeks, share with you some of the things that the sabbaticals meant to Jody and I over the last little while. But my April series uh, theme is they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us? While well, I talked us with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. I want us to burn with a new passion for God. And I want to thank you for allowing this last 90 days to occur. It was some of the best uninterrupted time that I've had with the Lord and especially with my wife in 32 years and prior to that being at Bible college where you could just go and rest and relax. But first, a joke. By the way, I, there's faces I don't, you, you're saying, this is, who's this guy and why is he up here? We'll have to get to know each other. But I heard about an elderly couple named Craig <laughs> and Lori Lynn. And they were having a terrible time with their memory. So they went to the doctor and the doctor said, listen, you need to write down everything that you're forgetting and you'll be fine. Next night, Lori Lynn was... Craig, we're watching TV, maybe a Leaf game or something of that nature. I don't know. And she said, I, I'd like some ice cream, Craig. And Craig, ju- ah, let me get it for you. He jumps up. And, says, don't forget. You better write it down or you'll forget. I won't forget. I'm just going to the kitchen, and I'll get it right away. A few moments pass. Time goes away, and she's a little bit time away. And he comes back with a plate of bacon and eggs. I Craig. And Lori then says, I knew it. You forgot the toast. yeah the theme wind and fire really started to stir in my heart and last july august and i was putting together thinking about those and when i when when you're working on some things and themes and ideas and thoughts you really want to pray over them you just don't want to just find a glib title or a slogan or something to kind of be pithy and cool and everything. You really wanted to have some growth. So I really praying about it, and that, that's that wind and fire kind of theme settled on my heart. And I could never imagine, I could not know what was to transpire. I did not know I'd be going on a sabbatical. I didn't know many things that are going on. Didn't know some of the new staff we, we would receive. Lots of different things. It's, it's, life is, could be unpredictable, and, and, and the pa- number of months that passed were unpredictable. But that's all right, because that, the Holy Spirit is very unpredictable. You need to learn to move and, and flow in and, and different moments of time. Be challenged and changed. It's not always in your nice little box that he comes to you, and it can be sometimes a little bit dissettling when things happen. But, but, but one of the things that, God spoke, that happened was I felt like over the 90 days, God was fanning the flame of faith in my heart again. Not that I'd lost, but a new faith, a new hope, a new belief, new opportunity. I want this this next season of service for myself, my wife, my family, and all of us as a church to be one that is very special, significant, and maybe in some ways unpredictable. You know, that's where Paul wrote to Timothy, the pastor serving in Ephesus. Paul, the great apostle, writes to his young protege, a pastor in Ephesus, serving God in Ephesus. He says this. He says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. And in the Amplified Version, it says, that inner fire. Is there an inner fire burning in your heart? That special endowment, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God did not give us the spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and of sound mind. That's what's in you. He's, that's the spirit that followers of Christ have in them. There's a lot to be afraid of out there or seemingly pushing against you, but we don't have that. So we began our sabbatical days most times at around 6.30 in the morning. We got up at 6.30 most mornings with an early morning walk. We got up, got dressed, and began with an early morning walk. And we would spend that time walking and praying. We said, that's where we sang often the, the song that we sang earlier, Give Ear to My Words of Lord. We just assert, it takes about a minute to, re, to sing. And we then began to pray and ask God for wisdom. So, Proverbs 2 talks about crying out to God for wisdom. And says, so we began with the song, Give Ear to My Cry. And Lord, boy, we need wisdom in these days. So every day we'd cry out for God. and We've spent much time walking. We did, in the last 90 days, probably over 850 kilometers of walking together. 530 miles, or if you can believe it, and 170 hours Jody spent with me walking. 170 hours over 90 days talking and sharing. It was, it was wonderful. It was our call to worship in the morning. And we would ask God for wisdom. We'd pray. We'd share, we shared and declared promises of God over our family, over our friends, over our, the staff, over you as a church body, our family here. We'd speak often of different names and share. We would then head back and get to our room, and that's where we'd often read a daily proverb. We'd start a little chat, a little text line with the family. We'd read a proverb every day, pull out one scripture, and just share some thoughts regarding it. We then would meditate. You know, meditate, meditate. When I say meditate, we think and pray and kind of just be alone not not deliberately alone but just take time we we prayed individually we discussed scripture often different things going on we shared about what the family of faith for the last 25 years here has meant to us over the years and all the dear friends that we would have here over the years so many people coming into our lives and, and the many beautiful people that are part of this assembly and we we just it was so special and we reminisced from time to time about those that have left the beautiful people that have left for one reason or another and we don't hold any grudges. We don't hold any bad feelings. Things go on. and we, we, we talked about the joys of ministry over the 25 years and some of the hardships. There's a lot of sadness, if the truth were known a lot of times. But that sabbatical time is now over. And I'm believing that there's a new wind and fire of God blowing. It is blowing throughout Christendom, but that we would be included in that as a church body. Wind and fire in my bones, Jody's bones, your bones, a fire in your heart. Just rising up to advance the kingdom of God on earth. It is a special time and an exciting time for the church. There's a, there's a new and next season for each of you going forward. It's going to be a significant season no matter what you think, no matter what you want. God's purposes can yet be fulfilled in your life, even with all the baggage and things you say. The Bible says, in the last days, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. Imagine your young son and daughter coming and giving you a word of prophecy. It may, it may not sound, hey, mom, I'm going to prophesy right now, but they're going to say things that are going to be powerful, speak into lives of families. Young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. That's all of us. The days ahead are not guaranteed to be easy, but they will be significant days filled with exciting things for the body of Christ. They'll be filled with both challenges and changes. But we know that as followers of Christ. Take up your cross and follow me daily. It's not an easy thing to take up a cross. That invokes all kinds of images that we need to learn to embrace. It's not all going to be simple. 
It's not a promise of comfort and ease. But you're wanting, you're going to want your relationship with Jesus to be burning. Lukewarm may be a challenge. And if you're outside of the kingdom, it's going to be genuinely unbearable. When you walk out in the world, you see people that are outside of, the, of Jesus, don't, don't get angry at them. It's going to get more unbearable for them. Their, their, their feelings, their, their, their complexities, the things that are going on, they, there's no hope. We have a hope this morning. Dear cha- saints, challenges in, uh, are inevitable and change is necessary even mandatory in your life if you're going to see some of the extraordinary miracles and exploits that God wants to do. The Bible's quite clear. John chapter 14, verse 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same things I've been doing. That's a pretty big call there. And even greater works because I'm going to the Father. We have a hard time figuring that out. How, but that's, that's the same scripture that God breathed. Challenging days. But the church is up for it, the bride of Christ. That's you and I. We can be a bright light in these days of darkness. But it's not going to happen without burning hearts. Jesus says in Matthew, he says, get this picture. This is a desperate picture. And you that really, really thoroughly understand and believe that these could be living in the last days if there's any doubt. This is what Jesus says. He says, as it was in the days of Noah so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. People were swept away in the days of Noah. Evil everywhere. Every inclination of man's heart was evil in those days. There was no goodness. There was no kindness. There was no thoughtfulness. They, they, they were doing things that were totally opposed. And they were swept away. If you weren't in the ark, you were swept away. Jesus, as it is, as it was in the days of Noah, you need to be ready. There's no, no time just to kind of kick back and think, same old, same old. As believers in Jesus, are you going to be living a, you're going to be living a world that's going to be increasingly harder to live in. You, it's going to be challenging. It's going to challenge your faith. And there will be even a thinner line between what is right and wrong, what is acceptable and unacceptable, what is good and what is evil. It's going to be a thin line. I listen to someone who didn't want to assign gender to their baby at birth. Strange things are happening. Yet you need to have compassion on them, not anger. Deep fake stories. Listen, seniors and middle-aged people. What you see is not always going to be real. What the picture... There is such... Artificial intelligence that can actually take your picture, your face, and put it on someone else and something else. And it will look like it's you. It is not you. It's been superimposed. And it's so hard to discern that even the critic, they have a hard time trying to figure out whether it's real or not. Artificial intelligence is growing at a rate that is scary. And again, chat GPT. Most of you probably haven't even heard of it. But some of you have. It's so beyond your... Comprehension. I can barely under, get my head around what it can do. And the power to deceive will be incredible. Never mind the dark days of judges releasing criminals on bail who go out and then take someone's life. Things are happening. Demonic world leaders. And you don't even know which ones are the demonic world leaders. You have no clue. 
I mean, see, Putin's a demonic world leader. Yeah, you know what all the Russians are saying? Yeah, Trudeau's the demonic world leader. Z from China, he's a demonic world leader. No, it's Biden's. Depending on where you live will determine what you believe about who's a demonic world leader. So easy to be deceived. These are dark days, but today, this Palm Sunday, 21 centuries ago in ancient Israel, while living under a dark leadership, brutal and repressive satanic government regime, Christ came riding in on a donkey into Jerusalem to fulfill an age-old prophecy. And prophecy is so special. Let me read it to you. Your king is coming to you. This is from Zechariah chapter 9. Many, many hundreds of years prior. Your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the full of it. Prophecy was happening 21 centuries ago today. It began a week like no other week that the world has ever, ever seen and will never see again. The only other week that I could even come close to what was going on in this week was the week of creation. When the worlds came into existence, seven days. Brutal attack by Satan on the Son of God and it's also the same week that creation had been waiting for since Adam was kicked out of the garden. First Adam. And church, what you believe and how you respond to what happened at the end of this week is far greater than a single decision. It begins with the decision to follow Jesus, but it never ends there. Accepting Jesus, as receiving his love, acceptance, and forgiveness is important. Making him, your, his, making him your savior is valuable beyond comprehension. But it can't end there. And for many, it's ended there. You must make him Lord of your life in every area. That the decision, every decision you make should be influenced by what happened at the end of that week. Every decision. Throughout your entire time on earth. We are the church, the bride of Christ. The question you must answer at some point moving forward. Will you have the courage to choose to live for Jesus in an ever increasing hard world? Will you live for him in everything? With everything? And do your best every time? That's what he's asking. The thin line separating right and wrong will only continue to grow bringing new challenges and changes. Governments will become more corrupt. There will be more scandals, don't, more fraudulent news stories. Laws will be perverted. Justice won't matter. Many cases, religious leaders will fall. Others will be unjustly accused. You're not going to know the difference. Controversial, but with this woke society, it was prophesied many years ago, this woke society, it's not, it's not anything that should catch us off guard. Woe, this is what Isaiah says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Wow. People are calling things that are happening every day in the news. Who put darkness for light, light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Just change bait and switch. But are you open for God to fan the flame and breathe into your lungs a new spirit of fresh fire, igniting your hearts in order to Stand strong in this world that is going dark every moment of the day. More and more. Will you do his will over your own will? We're going to talk about that throughout this week a little bit, maybe later on in the week. Now, in this Burning Heart series, fire is one of the most important and powerful reoccurring themes in the entire scripture. Wind and fire. Fire is 
our, the Bible says our God is a consuming fire. God is love. But God is also a consuming fire. Like the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there are three key elements for a fire to burn. Fire triangle. I'm going to change it to the fire trinity. Fuel, heat, and oxygen are all needed for a fire. Heat. Heat is the very first essential element for a, that a fire needs. A fire cannot start unless there is a significant amount of heat. For our God is a consuming fire. Do you have a passion for God? Is anything heating up in your life? Because passion is required for a burning heat to happen in your heart. A passion for God. Things are getting heated all around us. Are you going to match that heat with the consuming fire of God burning in your heart? I think of the bride and groom. There's a heat between a bride and groom. There needs to be a heat between God's bride and the groom. Fuel. Fuel is the second element in the fire trinity. Every fire needs a source of fuel. Fuel can be anything that's flammable. Wood, paper, all kinds of things if it gets hot enough. What's our fuel? Jesus is our fuel. The Bible says Jesus is the word of God and the word of God was there from the beginning. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus is the logo. He's the word of God. Jesus is our fuel. He's the torch of the world, the light of the world. We need to embrace the Word of God. You can't let it sit on the side and be listening to podcasts and programs and great shows and Christian shows and all kinds of stuff. You can do all of that, but do not allow the Word of God to sit next to you not being read or in some cases on your phone and not being read. And finally, oxygen. Oxygen is the last element in the fire trinity. Fires need oxygen to burn. And as it happens, oxygen is everywhere. You know who else is everywhere? Holy Spirit is everywhere. The wind blows wherever it places, pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with the Spirit. Holy Spirit is blowing. It's no coincidence that wind and breath and Spirit are all the same word, the Ruach of God. The Holy Spirit is the oxygen required for a burning heart. One other thing is required, though, for a fire. All those things could be present, but it takes a spark. You're the spark. You have to be willing to be lit. You have to decide whether you're going to embrace these things that you believe in with all your heart. You are to be the spark for what God wants to do next. The Apostle Paul uses fanning into flame as a metaphor to remind his young Timothy, the pastor, to continue to seek the heat. God, add fuel, Jesus, the living word of God into his life and to breathe in the oxygen, receiving the Holy Spirit. And what was smoldering and just smoldering, barely almost there, can be brought back to a life of fire, passion. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, that inner fire that is there that he places in you at salvation. Only by fanning the flames will your heart burn bright enough to confront the darkness that is happening out there. Burning hearts is what God is seeking. God isn't looking for worship. Just It's nice to come here on Sunday, raise your hands and sing. and get. He's looking for worshipers. 
He has angels that are worshiping him 24-7, doing a great big better job than I could ever do, all the time, never ceasing to worship him. But it's worshipers. Are you going to leave this place and worship God with your resources, with your energy, with your finances, with everything about you? Are you ready to worship him? Become a worshiper. You're you're going to need to be a true worshiper going forward. It's going to confront some of the challenges. Only by fanning the flame will God give you the strength you need to step up and step out and and confront your fears. What, What kind of fears? Helping a meth addict. Do you pass him by? Or are you ready to stop and help? Oh, it's going to give me challenges. What am I going to do? I don't know what to say. You have to confront those. You need to face some of those fears. You need the power to do that. You need to be able to step up and help the one that's, and have compassion for the one that's a transgender. Not condemn and judge and Thin line, thin line. Remember, it's a thin line between right and wrong. Are you going to judge and condemn or are you going to come alongside and help and encourage and strengthen and believe God for a miracle to happen in their life? Thin line. You're going to have compassion? You're just going to speak about how terrible everything is out there. Control your anger toward those who hate you. There's those people that are speaking against you. They're going to continue to speak against you. Every believer, you're going to have those challenges. Only by fanning the flame and the gift of God are you going to be able to walk and overcome and have power, love, self-control, some of the, facing some of the things you're doing. Have the purposes and passion. I need to go quickly. Palm Sunday begins the week of passion. It's a great week. It's a great week to take any lukewarm heart, turn it over and add some fuel, some heat, some oxygen. This church is going to be open from this Right now, all the way through to Wednesday afternoon. Morning and night. Somebody's going to be here. Somebody will be here. One of the staff. Some other people have committed. Will you, will you even try to come by? Come in and read for five minutes the Word of God. Add some fuel. Ask the Holy Spirit to do something new in your life. Walk and pray. This is a, you wait for the doctor longer. You wait for your lunch at Swiss Chalet longer. Than t- just if, when you're driving, by, come by, spend a bit of time. Will you commit somewhere to coming to the pause worship night on Tuesday just for this week? If you don't come ever again, come this week. Stir up the heart, fan in the flame, something new, something real. I think of Matthew. He was uh, the tax collector. He was, grew up in the, uh, Things of God. He would have, as a young boy, been taught the laws of God, the Talmud, the Mishnah, the Torah. He would have been familiar with those. He would have had them in his heart. And yet, somewhere along the line, he's, he got off side. He got off track. He became a tax collector and he kind of sided with the Romans. Who likes the tax collector? No one likes the tax collector. He was seen as maybe someone, a, a traitor or someone who, and maybe. If you take it from Matthew's point of view, maybe he felt some shame and embarrassment as he was trying to make a life and he got sidetracked and distracted from the, his faith and his heart began to grow cold. Maybe he just felt like, what's the point? Maybe some of you feel, what's the point? Been here, done that. Maybe he was just broken. I don't know. But then Jesus 
looks at him in a tax collector's booth and said, Matthew, come follow me. And we know the rest of the story because we have the book of Matthew. He follows. Interesting to me to read in the Gospel of Matthew that he quotes the prophet Isaiah when he writes. Isaiah said this first in Isaiah 42, but then Matthew verbatim, Matthew chapter 12, a bruised reed, he will not break in a smoldering wick. He will not snuff out. He was given a personal testimony. Where do you think these things happen? He was given a personal I was just a wick, a smoldering wick when Jesus called me. He added some fuel, some heat, and some oxygen to Matthew's life. Changed him completely. There's not anybody here that can't be changed by the power of God. Whether you've been serving him for 32, 42, 52, it doesn't matter. We all could use a little fanning into flame. I don't know, Timothy, there's no indication in Scripture that Timothy's flame was going out. doesn't matter. He said, fan into flame, that gift of God. You need more to overcome the fears that are happening, the power, love, and sound mind. So I'm, I'm yearning this, this, coming back, I'm yearning to see God high and lifted up in our midst, that the burning coal would be brought to your lips and you would be changed and transformed. I'm learning, yearning to see in your families and your friends, Oh, we're going to have a lot to say about family and friends in the weeks and months ahead. The community of faith. If you're by yourself and isolated in your heart anyway, feeling alone, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. doesn't matter who you are. And you're here and you're brave and bold and strong. But inside, you're, you feel alone. That's, Jesus is going to change that. My last verse of Scripture Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's coming for you. Would you make the first step? Would you come to him? Would you this week commit somewhere, 10 minutes, one minute, run in, run around, go out, whatever it takes. Do something to get here during this week of passion. Come on Good Friday. We got some spe- a special Good Friday gift for you right from the garden tomb where Jesus is supposed to have raised from the dead. Right there. I got something for you from Jerusalem. Only those that come on Friday are going to get it. Is that tempting? I'm not going to tell you what it is. Let's close with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Jesus, that you're at work in our lives that there's a new stirring, a new fanning of the flame for this place. We are together, many others around the globe, we are together, we're unified, we're, there's a new wind and fire spreading. We saw that at Asbury. We saw what was going on. Lord, thank you. May we embrace it as well. And everybody said, Amen. You're listening to Maple View Community Church Podcast. Thank you.